Welcome to Coffee House Questions. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Coffee House Questions. This is Ryan Polly. Uh, this week, I have an exciting uh, podcast for you. I did an interview with uh, Youth Pastor Drew and some students at Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church in Moreno Valley. They invited me to speak uh, on the existence of the soul. And after we got done, uh, they joined me uh, for an interview podcast. And so I'll be playing that for you today and uh, looking forward to that. And so uh, before we jump in, I just want to remind you that I will be speaking at uh, Cal State Fullerton in the, Stit- in the Titan Student Union Building uh, tomorrow, the uh, 17th, 24th of April, and then uh, May 1st. It'll be at 1.30. And so uh, let's uh, go to the interview with the, the students and uh, Drew from Shepherd of the Valley Church. And I just want to thank them so much for taking the time to do this interview with me. I hope you enjoy it. All right, we're here at uh, Shepherd of the Valley Church, uh, Lutheran Church in Moreno Valley, California. And I just got done uh, speaking on the existence of the soul to some high schoolers. And so I just want to thank uh, some of the high schoolers are here with me today. I just want to talk about kind of how apologetics has influenced them and impacted them and kind of why they're wanting to study it. And so uh, first, uh, the youth pastor, Drew, is here with me. Drew, why did you decide to start teaching apologetics to high schoolers? One thing I get a lot is that, oh, that's too intelligent for high schoolers, really, you know, why are you doing that with them? You, you know, why did you decide to start teaching it? Yeah, thanks, Ryan. Uh, you're right. You, you do get some weird looks. And, you know, if you bring kids in and want to have them looking peanut butter out of their armpits, everyone's, you know, happy <laughs> with that. But you start saying, yeah, we're going to start giving uh, evidence for the existence existence of God, or we're going to talk about uh, the fine-tuning of the universe. You get some weird looks. Um, but the thing I notice with youth is they do have a lot of questions. They're asking these questions. They're coming up in their science classes. They're coming up with their friends. So these questions aren't irrelevant. They're the ones they're dealing with. And that's really my driving force to doing youth group the way I do it. And so you found that these the students actually really want to be learning this information? It's yeah, know. yeah. I think they're hungry for it. Um, you know, churches for me, church should be a place where kids can come and get answers and have the freedom to ask the questions that they're asking, that they're dealing with. Um, you know, that's been kind of a driving force for me. Is I want this to be a safe place where they can ask the serious questions because if we don't answer these questions, they're going to go to someone else and get the answers yeah. from maybe someone who's not uh, doesn't have the same worldview we do. Yeah. So it's better to have them ask the questions now when they're with you rather than, you know, after they go off to college and they're asking their biology professor who's an atheist or he's going to give them something different. Right. They're going to get blasted in the face with this worldview that's hostile to Christianity and just be defenseless. And I don't want to see that. Absolutely. So from some of the students, what are some of the questions, some situations that maybe you've been put in that that you kind of haven't had an answer that you've kind of learned since then? You know, we talk about science class. I think that for me, um, science class has really been like a struggle for me because learning about the different things and um, also learning about God too, um, you have to kind of take both and combine them, but you can't let um, um, you can't let your faith get in the way of of science, but then you can't let science be in the way of your faith. And I think that um, learning about the different things um, 
as a whole really makes you um, think about um, the whole thing. And when you were in science class to start with, were they bringing up some stuff about, you know, against Christianity that you didn't know how to respond to or you didn't know before? They kind of were. My uh, biology teacher, uh, Mr. Stolpe, he, um, he would tell us that we came from apes, and I really didn't agree with that. And I could tell that some of the class wasn't really agreeing to, and so we were kind of just quietly there, and I didn't quite know how to defend myself because I was just learning that for the like the first time mm-hmm. and so yeah so that kind of brought up some questions that now kind of studying the apologetics in class has kind of helped you have a response or a reason why Christians believe something contrary to maybe what your teacher was teaching yeah right yeah mm-hmm. awesome well are there some other issues that have kind of come up and or some kind of uh, uh you know takeaways from learning apologetics that, is, that have helped in different conversations or anything like that? Uh, one thing, uh, as a little bit of background, I grew up up through high school, was homeschooled, so I was in a little bit more sheltered environment, So, but I found, just kind of discovered apologetics fairly young and got more and more curious as I went along, but didn't really have an opportunity to use that until I graduated and went to college. Now, suddenly, all those things that didn't they were just kind of abstract information something that i knew was an issue i knew people talked about this but it was all very distant suddenly i find myself surrounded in a world where people are living this people are talking about this people are uh, as a specific example the big one i run to all the time is the historical accuracy of the resurrection of jesus of the gospels in general that was something that i knew there was evidence for i knew that we had some historical accuracy, some archaeology, but it didn't really didn't really make it personal. Then suddenly I'm seeing it everywhere, and I, I know, okay, I need to learn this stuff. I know I am going to be running into this every month, every all the time. If not at school, online, we're just living in a time when if we don't know this, we are going to be in trouble. So that's it's not only helped me in communicating to other people, but it's strengthened my own knowledge, strengthened my own faith, knowing I can trust what it is I already believe. Yeah. So you're going to, I don't know, one thing I, I hear a lot is like, well, you know, I'm a Christian. I already believe Christianity is true. I don't need facts. I don't need evidence. You know, is there a role that evidence and those kind of facts that helped you maybe in, in kind of being able to trust it more? Yeah, absolutely. Both, well, I think the answer is twofold. For one, being strong in your faith is one thing, but then having this information, it kind of adds an extra shield to your faith. When you're going out in a college scene, when there are people throwing arguments at you, you need all the help you can get, or else you are going to be asking yourself questions. You're going to have a hard time dealing with this, and knowing that we have somewhere we can go, we have facts, we have evidence on our side, it gives us that stronger of a shield. Not only that, but even if you don't have that problem, even if you aren't doubting your faith based on these arguments, you can use those same arguments to help other people who are struggling with the same questions. Because if you're not struggling with it, someone else certainly is. Yeah, absolutely. And so I know that your group has uh, read through Cold Case Christianity by J. Warner Wallace. Um, Are there any kind of takeaways, or have you been able to kind of use that information when talking with friends, or, or, you know, kind of just use that to kind of build up your own faith? Yeah. 
Because I know, you know, we, we kind of think about those things, right? You know, it's it's Sorry. like you just talked about yeah, it. I basically was using cold case as the example. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it, we, we, we kind of think about that is that we, we kind of get thrown into these situations. We don't know how to respond, and we kind of need that information. And, and sometimes you read the books, and you learn the information, and you don't need it. And other times, yeah, it, it does come up in a conversation, and you are able to use it. Now, how... Have you been in conversations using apologetics with, with people after learning it that you've kind of been able to see uh, uh, kind of an interaction with someone that was fruitful? To a certain degree. Uh, I find usually less the information I learned through books like Cold Case is Valuable. It helps, but it's more the tactical method and being able to get them to think about their own positions, uh, valuable questions. That's more what I think is, has helped me in a conversation specifically. Yeah. Yeah, getting people to think that's important. One of the topics we talked about tonight was the existence of the soul. And one of the questions that came up uh, was, you know, what, what do you think about reincarnation? And, you know, one, one thing we talked about is important to, you know, if the topic of reincarnation comes up, well, how do you know that's true? You know, and just asking questions, uh, same thing with evolution. How do you know evolution is true? What is the proof you have of it uh, are good questions to ask. Um, so uh, as we kind of kind of wrap up here, um, have you seen a change maybe in your students um, in the way that they hold on and kind of have accepted Christianity for themselves rather than just kind of being uh, a, a belief that they believe because their parents told them to or because they've grown up in church but kind of owning it for themselves at all? Or Yeah, you kind of see the light bulbs go on, you know, as you're talking about stuff. Like tonight we were talking about the soul and you, a lot of, you know, you see the light come on their eyes and, oh, yeah, okay, I get this now. And I think that motivates, you know, we've got a couple of kids right now that are really anxious to do something in their high schools to, you know, create a club or uh, bring some people to Christ. It's a, really been a motivating factor for them. And some of the comments you get are, well, the Christian clubs that we have now, they kind of put out pizza and they stand around and talk, but they don't really do anything. We actually want to do something. Mm -hmm. So that's been really a positive and uh, motivational thing for me to see that taking root. Awesome. Um, so, all right, so, you know, what would be maybe the main reason you think that, that students in high school don't want to accept Christianity? Something we would need to be able to respond to. So I have this one friend who, um, she would talk about being sad. And um, the reason she was sad was because she had lost her grandma. And then the next month she came to school worse and she was saying that she lost her grandpa too and so she um her whole main point was jesus doesn't make her less sad so that's why i think that um that she was uh she claimed to be an athe atheist but um i think that she was not taught how to um, go to church and to seek help. Yeah. So it's a lot more kind of the emotional, um, you know, I, I've heard this a lot from students as well. You know, my life, I tried out Christianity. It didn't work out well for me. And so therefore I don't want to believe it. You know, it's just kind of, we expect God to kind of do as we want and respond to our, you know, our needs. And if it doesn't work out well, okay, it must not be true. And rather than looking at, is it true factually? Is it actually true? rather than just doesn't make me feel better. And that's a very, you know, subjective, you know, just basing uh, 
in order to base a religion and base the fate of your life, really. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, that's one of the dangers of just going off your feelings and emotions. You know, if you sell Christianity as, well, it, you know, it'll turn your life around, it'll get you off drugs, it'll do all this for you. And then that doesn't happen. It destroys your argument for why God is relevant. Um, but if you're using an evidential approach, then even when you go through those emotional challenges, you still know that evidentially it's true. You may not feel it at that moment, but you can go back to, hey, I know this is true. I may not feel it at the moment, but I have that evidence to back up you know, my knowledge of God. Yeah, absolutely. Emotions are important, but when emotions are based on evidence, then it becomes a lot more grounded and, and not as fluctuating. So, hey, thank you so much for talking with me this evening. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me out, and I enjoyed our time together. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate you coming out. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, that short interview I had with the students and youth pastor from Shepherd of the Valley. Again, I just want to say thank you so much to all of them for joining me in that discussion. Hey, I just want to ask you guys one thing. If you uh, have been listening to this Coffee House Questions podcast and you are enjoying it, it would mean so much to me if you could go to iTunes and rate this podcast. Uh, the rating would help other people be able to see it and uh, get the information and maybe help some other people see some evidence in, for God's existence and, and have questions on Christianity answered. So uh, if you could do that for me, I would be so very grateful. Thank you and God bless. Until I find my rest, restore my life.